Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Willis. And you're listening to The Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. Move forward bionically. Come on, man. I told you we rehearsed it. Sorry. Sorry. All I know is, man, we, we, we rehearsed this how many weekends? Yeah, I know. Well, we, we had a lot else going on. I think we had that, that unicycle thing we were trying to ride on your shoulder, shoulders and nothing oh, worked I told you it was a bad idea, man. A monowheel was not built for two people. <laughs> That's it, man. How you doing? I'm okay, man. You know, I've been trying to, uh, trying to get good night's sleep. So I've been uh, trying to get a new mattress. Uh-huh. So every day I wake it's up. It's important. Just it's important. A good mattress is, is, is like a make or break thing for like... Yeah, your you life. Are, you are preaching to the choir, my friend. I've been sleeping like a pretzel for the past four years. Yeah, when I uh, when I first got to get out, uh, got together with uh, my girlfriend, we moved into each other. Uh, there's place. We <laughs> you moved into each other. There's place. You just uh, crawled up inside it. Um, <laughs> you open your mouth. <laughs> That's the first thing we did, though. We you we got a bed. A new bed. bed. Yeah, we had to. Good call. Because our both both our beds were crap, and we weren't going to combine them to make one giant crap pillow. Oh, so yeah. we. That's like, like the Voltron of crappy beds, man. Yeah, man, it yeah, would have been awful. So yeah, it really does. It changes your life. Get a new one, man. Get uh, on that. No, They're expensive though. Dude, who are you telling? <laughs> I'm sitting. Okay, no. <laughs> it took I, me like two years to pay that off too. Well, I've got a Tempur-Pedic. Okay. You know how long I've had a Tempur-Pedic? It's, I've had the Tempur-Pedic for so long because it's, it has its, its own so damn expensive card? to get the. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it, it's so damn expensive to get a Tempur-Pedic, and I'm like, no, it's the ultimate comfort bed. They got the tiger walking around mm. next to a glass of wine. This is it. And now it's sunk in the middle. It's like the most uncomfortable thing ever. Yeah, I remember I was going to some bed places like, oh, Tom Brady sleeps on this one. I was like, does, <laughs> what, does Giselle come with it? Because that for that price, that's what it would have to have. Yeah, you know? dude, that's that's how you gauge in your beds. By the way, well, you know, this person slept on one once, so you know it's gotta yeah. be worth something. Yeah, well, <laughs> Jesus slept on a bale of hay. Doesn't mean I'm gonna have one of those up in the house. Precisely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, but yeah, no, best of luck do... to you and the and the, the bed hunt, my friend. Yeah, thanks. I'm looking at purple and nectar and uh, what what else is there? <laughs> uh, uh, lavender base. Yeah. Well, no, no. Stuff. These are the random like weird names. They got a mattresses now. I grew up with Sealy and Serta. Now they got purple is one. Um, they've been blowing up uh, uh, social media and Reddit. Mm-hmm. Casper is one. Every podcast mm-hmm. you hear has ads for Casper mattresses. Yes. Yeah. Nectar's the latest one I've seen. Is Sleepy's even a company anymore? I, uh, every Sleepy's I saw is not, was like a mattress firm. And then all of a sudden I think I don't think that's even a company anymore. It could be one of those places that they sold off uh, their inventory and their advertising. It just went out like uh, somewhere in the middle. Like Dean's Furniture is now Bob's Furniture. Right. You know, stuff I just like knew that. Sleepy's for the rest of your life is one of the great double entendres you mean in it did, advertising. It, it didn't last for the rest of your life? <laughs> For the rest of the my rest. <laughs> All right, but ladies and gentlemen, we have an action-packed, fun-filled show for you. We not talk just about beds on this show. No? Not just about beds. Mm. We uh, do. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to introduce our, our, our engineer over there. TNA I, Tom. TNA Tom. <laughs> hey, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, well you get better every we week. I like that one. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Uh, how you feeling, Tom? I am doing all right. You know what? I'm about to uh, selfishly go right give ahead. myself oh. a round of applause. Here. Oh, did that come on? Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> so, that part wasn't intentional. I apologize for that. <laughs> clap. For my own amusement, I'm going to blow past your drums off. Oh. No, it was, it was more just for effect. All oh, right. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you got it. Mission accomplished, sir. <laughs> Apologies uh, for the folks at home. Nah, that's cool, cool. We got an awesome action-packed show for you, like I said. Equalizer 2. The deuce, yeah. Man, I'm talking the deuce, really? The deuce. Man, I'm talking about Denzel Washington. Back on the scene. Yeah, he's taking names. He's kicking ass. For he's the first time you can say that again. too. Uh, back on the scene because this is like you mentioned. This yeah, is this is his. 
first sequel, right? The man Correct? doesn't do sequels. No. He's not a part. He's one and done. Top of cap. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited. I wanted to see, to see Glory movie. too, but it just did, it did, somehow <laughs> the story didn't work out that way. That is awful. Man. I don't say that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Glory this time. So Glory two was called Zombieland. Yeah, that's what's going on there. <laughs> messed uh, up movie. Yeah, it's messed up. American history gone. Yeah. Like no, nah, no. Nah, you know what? It's supposed to be like a really inspiring story. I'm just like, no, nah, they're gonna kill all these Negroes. And, you know, I'm like, Fuck. I really uh, thought they were going to make it out of that last charge. Yeah, no? yeah, yeah. Denzel got shot in the <laughs> chest. Sorry, spoilers for this twenty-five-year-old movie <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, uh, no, that, that's where I do. That's where he. That's where he first made like the 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 Denzel acting legend. He got that one scene where oh, he's he got like, the tear, the single tear. Yeah, and he's whipped. Yeah, he's man. getting whipped, and he's like got, got that hard face. Mm. You can't break me, but a single tear is coming tier, down. He, he's not making it's still paper. Yeah, you know what I mean, he, no, it's he, like he can't that's get a read acting. On that's, that right there is it. acting. You know yeah. what's messed up? We're talking about like that fantastic acting performance, and you know what I, I caught earlier today? What's up, uh, Larry the Cable Guy in Witless Protection? <laughs> So you want to talk stellar acting performances? Actually, I saw I saw a a clip from the movie Ghost Shark today, which is a real movie, by the way. And this kid is literally there's a, the scene I saw yeah. was a kid going down like a slip and slide, but the, at the end of the slip and slide is the shark's mouth. And as the kid's going down it, the ghost shark comes and eats him. <laughs> that's the movie. That's a legit scene from an actual movie. Okay, that sounds kind of cool. That does sound kind of cool. Shut up, man. It's like I'm that sorry, Jack Frost look, I, movie with like the, the guys have like the snowman's having sex with a girl and he's like, ah, was it good for you? Like, it's just stuff like that. All right, man. well, no one, no, one, no one's making claims for Jack Frost, but I'm just saying that sounded like, <laughs> that sounded like on the same level like Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, I, you know, Sam Jackson's know. in like his big moment. You don't expect it, and then yeah. there's a lot of shark movies snatch. out there that are, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, okay. When 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 it comes to ghost sharks, I mean that, that that's pretty much in a class of its own. I'm thinking it is. It yeah. has to be. Yeah. I like I said, I didn't see the movie. I just saw the clip. It didn't really make me want to go and see the full uh, feature length. That Sorry. didn't make just that description makes me want to get like the whole box set. <laughs> there yeah. will be eventually. Yeah. There will be the whole dude. set. Still on VHS too. <laughs> Man, I have a VCR. I'm just saying, right. make it happen. I gotta, gotta get the combo. All right. Well, let's talk about Denzel Washington in Equalizer two. Sure. Now, if anyone saw Equalizer a few years ago, it's actually set right here in Boston, Mass, and it's about an old man. He works at like a Home Depot. Uh, excuse, excuse me, sorry. He works at a Home Mart. Right. I didn't think they get the rights to they Home didn't Depot. Get, they didn't they get that Home Depot yeah, license. Yeah. They yeah. spent all the money on Denzel. They ain't fooling nobody, dude. It's a Home Depot. It's There's a Home no Depot. hardware Come store on. that's yeah. this big and filled with circular saws and sledgehammers. No, and it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely a Home yeah, Depot. Yeah, rife, rife for vigilante justice. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, he got yeah, access to a lot of weapons, I suppose. Yeah, well, the first one stars Denzel Washington as just a dude. We don't know much about him. They don't give too much backstory. All we know is he's a guy. He's got a set of morals. He's uh, the old man that's looked up to by the by his younger co-workers. He's go, goes and he to the same diner life. a lot, and he sits there, mm-hmm. and he, but he, he's very, like, almost like OCD with, like, how he does things. Like, you know, very he, meticulous. He, he, very meticulous. He brings out, like, the certain... Packet of tea. <laughs> he's got a single he, tea bag. Single he tea bag. He's got the bookmark, and it's like always. This, you know, he's sitting there reading, and he yeah. puts the spoon in the right position on mm-hmm. his napkin, and it's it's very, very like you said, meticulous in he's the way he does things. So you see, he's kind of. It's not just routine. It's almost like it's it's a discipline that he's you clearly learn from some place as well. So you kind of get the sense that yeah, maybe there's some badass living in him, which of course there okay, is. Okay, I didn't see any badassness, any badassdom. 
in that first bit, all I saw is this crotchety old dude is bringing right. his own food to a restaurant. How pissed has right. that chef got to be? Right. How much is hot water here again? He's <laughs> right. sitting at my table, you know. Yeah. But <laughs> Probably on the not side, getting a, t- a tip from this, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't see him once leave a dollar on the table or anything. They right. brought out hot water to this dude. <laughs> he just sat there taking up real estate in this, re- in this business. Yeah. This- it's like a four top, too. You can't sit in like the like the the, the double like yeah, against the wall. Not no. even. No, he's got to sit in the giant booth. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to take up a booth. You know what's messed hot water? Yeah, he's an ass. Yeah, <laughs> I'm done with this guy. I didn't really think about it till just now. You're right. He's the hero of this movie. <laughs> he's the hero of this one. Oh uh, well, we're talking about um uh, the dude who goes to the restaurant doesn't pay the chef. He's a regular. Has never once uh, uh, patronized this place and paid for service. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the side, he's also a, a vigilante. Uh, he's also a fighter for justice. Yes. You know, and when he sees wrongs, he writes them. That's what, that's what makes him the equalizer. He tips the scales in favor of those that have right. Been the people that well, the people that certainly can't defend themselves either. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? The the less fortunate, you know, uh, young people, women and children, things mm-hmm. like that that are in awful situations. Um, he's that that arm of justice, and he's got that strict moral code that he cites. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a little seems a little too self righteous. Uh, I wouldn't, too, I wouldn't like go that the hand far, of God. Man. Like, no, you know no, I mean? it's a story about a hero, man. You got to have that legend built up where he can't be like ridiculously flawed and stuff. No, that, I don't mean ridiculously flawed, but yeah. Like, no, no, you if he's gonna ca- if his legend's gonna carry on, keep him. Remember how the Equalizer ended? Yeah. Okay, if he's gonna do all that, now I won't spoil it for anybody, but he. Takes things He's to basically immortal, levels. by the way, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, not in that movie. In this one, mm-hmm. yeah, no bones about it. He cannot be touched. He cannot be touched. The right, first one was better because he got touched, but he was like, I just patched myself up. Yeah, like, the first no, one he took. He, he took some like blows. a nicotine patch, hits. I think, on one thing, and it just like heals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, the man did interesting things with honey. Yeah, honey. You know, yeah, like an remedies. iron at at the home mart. Yeah, uh, you, you, you thought Rambo was handy with like you know sewing up his own wounds to get the black powder and the the bullet hole. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. No, cannot hold a candle. Well, we'll talk about Equalizer two now because in this sequel denzel is still uh patrolling the streets of boston but, but now he's, uh, yeah he's outgrowing home depot he's a lift driver he's driving he's, not even, he's not even for uber anymore screw that 80 <laughs> screw only 80 percent of your dollars you're getting like 90 i think with yeah. Lyft, right? well, let me ask you do you get the do you get the sense that home depot was like look man we're getting all these complaints about customers being bloodied and you know all our all our inventory has like uh has like dna left on it we don't know I what's th- going on there i think less about that than the the bidding war between lyft and uber on who gets the right to the Equalizer 2. Oh, you know what, you I, mean? know what? Like I some, There's probably like a point of contention uh, amongst these two companies. I wasn't going to go into that, but that did flash through my uh, through my head there, where it's like, this dude specifically drives for Lyft. Lyft. How pissed is Uber? Well, that's like a, pl- a product placement. They probably put some money into this movie. Oh, you know absolutely. I mean? yeah, it's, it's just no a new doubt. way to, uh, you know, get the dollars out. It, it makes Home sense. Depot it's, succeeded, it's, Lyft uh, uh, failed, <laughs> Lyft has succeeded. <laughs> it's yeah. the first time that can be said, I think. <laughs> Wait, all people so lift off and you compare those, man. <laughs> well, it's the first. first time ever. This, yeah, just now. This is the first time. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm mocking you about this. You're going to go home like a, a collection of band saws and just say one day soon he's going to say that wrong thing. I have no reason to go into Home Depot ever, but I still do and I enjoy myself. Home Depot. Like, so I'll walk just, around and I'll be like, I just need it. Some dates you need keys made or you need um, double sided tape. You need. Get like 50 of the same house uh, key. Just yeah. in case. I'm going to bury this one. Yeah. <laughs> you never. Know. You know, hey man, it's where you go. You still go for your uh, acrylic spray paint. Yeah. Um, your clear window. Uh, uh, it probably coverings. just looks like I'm a, like a, a a meth dealer or something like that. Like <laughs> buying enough stuff to cook up uh, 
They got to get their customer base from somewhere. Bad style, right? Yeah. Okay. We haven't talked about this damn movie once. Yeah. So what do you guys think of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Equalizer Two has Denzel still back on the scene now. Uh, after the end of the first movie, he was declared dead. That's not a spoiler for the movie. That happened in between the two. So the fact that he's basically called back into action says how bad things have really gotten. Right. And it's kind of cool the way he he's got like a driving Miss Daisy rapport with some of his regular customers, mm-hmm. which to be fair, as someone who takes Lyft and Uber often is complete BS. Because you're never you, getting the same guy. You're never getting the same guy. I actually did get the same I guy did, once. I got the same guy once, and it was in consecutive days, too. Really? Which was weird. I mean, I'm, I'm in Medford, so it's a little bit, I guess he may get that area I maybe, think maybe. There. but yeah it's only happened one time okay all right so well, there's no regulars was he a good guy was he a good driver or was it like a, oh i got this a-hole i'm just walking if through. i, I would have recognized him miles. by the time he popped up to probably cancel if i didn't like him so I, okay. I let him pick me up again anyway okay that, that's cool that's <laughs> wait cool. 10 minutes and then try to get somebody else <laughs> <laughs> still him like god ah, damn no the one time i got the same cat uh it was this dude who um i was uh i was going out with this girl mm-hmm. uh i like like the first date and uh, I went with the, I went with him. He's a friendly guy. We're having conversation back and forth. He's got candy. He's got water and stuff. Yeah. He's like, yeah, oh, where are we taking you? I'm like, oh, I'm going to this place. I'm a little late, but we're going to, you know, talk about stuff and meet. And hopefully it goes well and stuff. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And about um, about a month later, uh, I got the same guy. And it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, you well, know, um, uh, are you going to the same place? Uh, I was going to um, a different place uh-huh. in the same neighborhood, though. Uh-huh. So we had about the same amount of time to talk, and he's like, "I remember you, yeah, yeah, you know, you're that guy. Yeah, I drove you once. You were going here, and you oh, that's great. You recognize me, two stars. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's like, no. Here's how it actually ended up. It's like, yeah, you were meeting this girl, man. How'd it go? Oh, well, she broke up with me that day. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you brought me to silent the rest of the ride. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like you can't recover from that if you're him. Like, well, you know, maybe yeah. just uh, shut up and drive. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got traffic. I was, I was he was an okay. Oh, well, my mic cut off for a second. Yeah. yeah. All right. No, I wasn't rude to him or anything, man. He was an okay guy. Yeah. He didn't mean to put his foot in his mouth. Yeah. yeah sometimes it was just it was a weird situation. Just bringing up something. Yeah. Sure. But so. But I, Denzel's it, having these kinds of conversations. He's friendly with his regulars, and yeah. he's got regulars, people that take Lyft often from the same location. They keep getting him as a driver. So he's got this like cute back and forth with this old man that has uh, stories of like his painting that his sister that he lost uh, when mm. his sister was robbed by the Nazis back in uh, World War Two. And stuff, really intricate stuff. Yeah, and he's and they set that up, and you can tell it's going to come back later. You know, right. that's not that. This isn't arbitrarily seated, but then they hit you with like forty more rides that he just <laughs> keeps taking. So like maybe it was random because they just like throwing this at you. Right. Yeah. And then he's also living in this kind of like seedy apartment place where he keeps like a keen eye. There's mm-hmm. a weird thing with his eyes in this too, like everything he sees. You notice that? Yeah, that's the thing. In the first movie, they played that up where it was kind of like he's a he's a. You can tell he was like some kind of old special forces guy or something. Right. He's he like kinda, calculating. The way he slows down and do, does the time thing. This one, it's yeah. just like in the this, wet he catches with his eye. Like it's he's a looking goddamn at everything. superpower. Right. It's just that eye is is like seeing the future. You know, uh, before it happens, and then decide, okay, this guy's gonna punch me from the left, so I'm gonna move to the right, right. and then come up with the uppercut, and then his boy's gonna come from the side. How do you know his boy's coming from yeah. the side? So he plays it his all boy's out. Not that even way. in the room. So this is like a, it reminds me of like almost like Tony Scott a little bit, like over, you know, stylized in this filmmaking a little bit. You know what I mean? Because this I, is I, Antoine so. uh, Fuqua, who's done a lot of yes, good work. Yes, he, tra- he, you know, made him an Oscar winner with Training yeah, Day. Yeah, it's as a good well. combo with, with him and Denzel. Yeah, so dude. he completely trusts him, and he's completely committed to the role of this character. Obviously, that's why he did it. Hero. Yeah, the superhero. Of this impossible but I like Denzel as kind of that ultimate badass, kind of like that man on fire type role where it's just like you are an instrument of death. Yeah, and I like you he's are, standing up for people too. Uh, right. And it's yeah, that's the like kind of the guy other you really movies, want too. On yeah, your side. it's it's this this social 
justice warrior, you know what I mean? <laughs> but just like completely but badass. Actually, actually effective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but actually, that's, yeah. That's the worst possible <laughs> But it's so true, man. Yeah, no, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, okay, so where the turmoil comes in this is Denzel's past coming back to haunt him. We do see thus the general, uh, the standard equalizer ass kicking. Yeah. You know, someone gets in the car and they've been wronged. He finds a way to, you know, work his way back and make that right. Yes. And I like how they're setting up. Everyone he takes out in this movie, they set up where it's like, you want them taken out. Yeah. You know the room. The uh, the, the there's a room full of douchebags. This isn't a spoiler. This is in the trailer, right? You know, which, well, that's what makes these movies fun too. Because like, oh man, you gotta sometimes if there's like kind of the ambiguity, like does this guy deserve it? Is like a little bit too harsh punishment. Like, no, yeah. these guys need to die, and I need them to die. Quickly. Yes, and and he he makes some. <laughs> and pay he has no no problem doling that out, which is yeah. I mean that does make the movies fun. Mm. Yeah, One thing that bugged me though, and you can tell me if you if you picked up on this or not, the trailer gives away. Uh, one of the biggest, um, yes. the biggest like it's it's not it's not a spoiler until you see it because then you get it and you get why. Right. Oh, if I hadn't seen that, it would have been tight. I think that's a problem with movie trailers more recently, anyways. Because I think they, they're so, so trying to sell the movie that they're willing to give up some of the bigger parts of the movie. Like well, imagine get, watching. Get the butts in the seat somehow. I know, but imagine watching the movie Thor Ragnarok without knowing that uh, the Hulk was in the it. The Hulk was in it. So imagine like going in, all of a sudden the Hulk yeah, comes oh, out. Like how good would that be watching it for the first time? Okay, no, you know what? You're right. I think at the time I may have been all for seeing him in the trailer. Sure, because you're like, that. wow, that looks exciting. But like, yeah, imagine but, if you hadn't seen that because you're going to see it anyway. You and I, I were going to yeah, see I, it. Yeah, I anyway. would see it anyway. But but I imagine know that reveal, like who. Who's he fighting? Because they build it up like this guy's a monster, but you already know who it is. But if you yeah. didn't, man, that would have been one of the greatest scenes oh, in any Marvel movie. What I'm fantastic. wondering is though, with a movie like that, um, since he eventually became such a big part of the story, mm -hmm. would, could that have been possible? I think so. I think at that time, like I think he's more part of it now because because of that movie. Mm -hmm. I think he was like tied in a, bu a, a bunch, but I don't think well, with it would have been as obvious. Well, with Equalizer, there's no there was no reason for that though. Mm -hmm. With Equalizer, um, the characters you see that are tied to his past, yep. you only recognize a couple of them. Yeah. And I mean, Bill Pullman comes back. That's not a spoiler. He was in the trailer. I need more um, Bill Pullman in my life. I need too. more Bill Pullman, <laughs> dude. I, honestly, I thought he was kind of wasted in this though, man. Yeah, yeah. I love Bill Pullman's work so much, and Bill Pullman has been like we 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 talked. I about even like why. While you were sleeping. I'll even say it all night. Okay, well, let's, let's not go that far. <laughs> we're not going that far. That was the, the whitest that thing was, I've ever said, too. One, one, one. <laughs> I don't know. That and I jogged to Van Morrison. You could have said the, the whole nine yards. Or, you know, yeah. The whole nine yards. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, so I, it's pretty I, I, don't, I don't know this man anymore. <laughs> man, it's like you changed, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. What, are we, what are we talking about? You, you blew my mind. We're talking about the equalizer. Equalizer, yes. Okay. Bill Pullman's in this movie. Bill I thought Pullman. he was kind of wasted, man. Because yeah. it feels like it feels like maybe there was more. Um, yeah. It feels like maybe there was more with Bill Pullman. It feels like I haven't seen him in a while either. His scenes. I haven't seen him since Independence Day two. Right. Yeah. The movie Which we don't like, really I talk think about. I, <laughs> I think I skimmed that one. Yeah. It was garbage, dude. <laughs> it was we so yo, check the geek. Go to geek get geek dash down dot com for the official review. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, for the official uh, breakdown on uh, on why that movie sucked <laughs> and why you you can do so many better things with the two uh, with the two hours two plus, two hours, plus hours of your life. Time, yeah. yeah. But Bill Pullman in this uh, is reprising his role from the first Equalizer movie, and he's one of Denzel's former contacts when he was a government agent, mm -hmm. and he's letting him know, dude, some bad stuff's happening. I need to keep an eye out for our, for my wife, and I need to keep an eye out for me, and I need to keep an eye out on yourself too because it seems like some bad stuff's going down. Yes. Cool. Um, I mean, he wasn't given the mission. Uh, Denzel actually uh, comes back to him. 
let him know, give him, give him some information when some bad stuff goes down. And that'd be the spoiler to give away there, so I won't say any more on that. Mm. I'll just say I thought they could have done more with Bill Pullman, and I feel like they may have, and that was probably cut out for time, mm. you know, or cut off for story coherence or something. Because, dude, there is a lot in this picture in the terms of ass kicking. Yeah. It's not wall to wall, but why Denzel's. That's why you're there, though, you know, and I think they understand that. You oh, gotta, absolutely. You got to fit as much of that in as you can because, like, honestly, I don't remember the events or so much of the story of the first one. I know, like, this I is a that. hand of justice and he's kicking ass, but that's what I, I remember, remember him kicking ass. because I was picking off landmarks of, I know that place. I live Anybody four from Boston, from there. yeah, I, does that with any Boston movie. Like, that's near my yeah. house. Look, well, I get well, coffee there. What's kind of cool for me is. Um, one of the bigger one of the bigger parts of the first part of this movie in the first act of this movie, one of the bigger parts mm. is when he drives to one location, something happens and then he drives back and it it becomes like a poignant uh, uh, yeah. first couple of scenes and it's him going through a building uh, and I know that building because uh, from my old job where I get off on my uh, commute home. Mm. I would get off at that bus stop on Federal Street right. and go through that exact same building. I'm it's like, nice Denzel's going shortcut. through my same turnstile. <laughs> Denzel's going down my same hall. I don't oh, know why man, that we was such touched a big the thing. same thing. Yeah. We did. Yeah, you did. We did. You're an Oscar winner by osmosis. Absolutely. I'm gonna. I accept this award on behalf <laughs> of right. all the little people. A two-time I, Oscar winner. Sorry. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Denzel. <laughs> With my yeah. applause, Tom. Anyway, Denzel's not um, winning an Oscar for this one, though. Uh, you know what? I, I, <laughs> I, I at least think um, he should it be should recognized be. as being a movie. Yeah, get a little, get a little <laughs> he made up. Oh, okay, that. you're being hard on. Uh, this, no, dude. I'm not being hard on. It. I just it seems like a weird. This he's never done a sequel before. He's never, he's, and I, I love that. Weird. I love that this was the picture equalizer really? of all Denzel's very, very, very uh, 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 prestigious catalog. He's got a prestigious this catalog, but he's got a lot of just throwaway action movies, and that's good too. Like the movie Out of Time, that doesn't get enough respect. I like that movie a lot. Really, you know what I mean? But it's just a throwaway action movie, and that's completely okay. See, I would call out like virtual. With uh, or, Russell Crowe's in that yeah. one too, yeah. Oh, that's oh, 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 no, no, no! I would call out Heartline. Um, damn it, is it Heartline? Heartbeat? The Fallen? one with him and him and Bob Hoskins. Oh no, it's a. That's what is heart that? condition. Heart condition. I would call out heart condition as the uh, as the ultimate forgettable. I watched uh, the Mighty Quinn the other day, and that's probably <laughs> the most forgettable Denzel movie because he's trying to fake a Jamaican accent, and it's bad. Oh, dude. Why <laughs> it's, Denzel? Why? It's pretty bad. Actually, wait. What's the one with him? Is it? It's not Trespass. The one with him and Ice T. Oh, what is yeah. that one? Do you know what I'm talking about? I I I, I, I think him, I don't know yeah, the name of that movie. It's him, Ice T. And Ice he's done a lot of stuff. Hasn't he's he? done a lot of stuff. So much of it's great. I won't take away from the prestige of the good ones, though. Right. And no, I'll say of, of all those, Equalizer is Denzel's highest grossing movie of all time. Which is weird yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. It's just weird to think because he's done so many. You think like that's it because how much it was successful, but it wasn't one like wildly successful, but was it? I liked it. And I think that the combo of that, the combo of being set in Boston, the combo of that being the follow up to American Gangster, the combo of him working with Anton Fuqua. Yeah. After um after uh, uh training, uh, training day. day, I almost said. Well, uh, he worked with him again too in the Magnificent Seven. Fuqua directed yeah. that as well. And this is another one of those characters. This is like this guy 
that's who you're hired to kick everyone's ass. <laughs> right? That's it. You know, yeah. he's that man on the mission guy. And I never really, I guess even though like Denzel's done so many of these movies, I just don't see him as that's the, the type of movies he does. You know what I mean? Mm. He's one of those guys that's like the image of him as an actor doesn't really align with his c- complete body of work. Well, the complete you know, body of work. Sense. No one looks at the complete body of work. No, look but at, I'm saying look like at Jim Carrey's complete body of work. Right, but you know, he's look done at, far more movies that are like kind of crappy. That complete are complete body of work. The man's done horror. He's been villains. He's mm-hmm. been heroes. He's been Ian Malcolm and and uh, uh, life like finds a way. Finds a, a way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom, what's good, man? You look like you had something to say. The one with Ice T is Ricochet. Ricochet, yes. Ricochet. Yeah. Ricochet has this like badass Who end else is scene in that? Where, Who else is in that? Uh, let me check that. It, out. it had it had um ah oh, damn it I want to say the dude. Oh, see now I've got I've got I've got his face in my head. He's like he's like kind of a fatter dude. Um, uh, uh, Brian Dennehy. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It was um, oh John Lithgow's in it. John Lithgow. Uh, thank you. It, yeah. Kevin Pollack. Pollock. Yes, Kevin Pollock. Pollock. Kevin Pollock's the man, dude. Kevin Pollock's. <laughs> I like Kevin Pollock as a comic. I don't like his most of his series. His roles. his uh, Star Trek bit is fantastic. By the way, no, have you heard him do uh, the uh, the the uh, the the Gee, the Christopher Walken impressions. Of course, yeah. His Christopher Walken. His Christopher Walken is great. He just, he just did it actually in the uh, Bruce Willis roast. And he does the eye where it's like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me. No, but he uh, does. He uh, got a great Peter Falk. He's got. Every, well, we okay. We have gotten so far off the topic of this right. movie. That's We've talked right. about Denzel to death, but yo, let me ask you. Uh, Ashton Sanders is the dude that played. Um, uh, the young kid in the, the apartment The young kid complex. in the apartment complex that he yeah, kind of takes uh, under his wing. If anyone doesn't know he was him, in Moonlight, he was, correct? He was in Moonlight. He, he was the second um, uh, the second uh, version, uh, the second stage of the lead character in Moonlight. Yeah, like uh, the teen. Yep, young kid basically. dealing with like a, a drug-addicted parent, um, yep. coming to terms with his own sexuality, yep. uh, being bullied in like school in life in general. Yeah, he, they're probably the toughest part of the movie. It's probably oh, the toughest, the most fa- demanding part my, of the my movie. My favorite, though, because when he Hits them with that chair. The, yes, yeah, man, that's it. That's it. Like, it just comes in, and you've got that on. tracking shot. He's like, this guy's mm-hmm. going to do his business. Yeah. That's my favorite tracking shot now. Like, that that, that finally, it's, it finally t- uh, took took uh, uh, Goodfellas Good, off the map. Yeah, because right. you follow him in, it's like what's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? Is he gonna is he gonna like step up and have an argument? You know, is he gonna like push somebody? Is he gonna get in some? No, nth degree grabs that chair. You won't pick on someone, huh? I thought he was gonna pistol whip him somehow. Oh, if only, if only, yeah, if only. But Ashton but anyway, Sanders, that's the dude, young actor doing yep. doing uh, like really big things. Because uh, um, Moonlight was Moonlight is Oscar uh, winning, best picture winning, and yeah, and you know, a lot of that is because is from him. You may think Mahershala Ali, but. Uh, not take anything from him. I don't. But I don't. I Action think, uh, Sanders I, yeah. was. I yeah. think that's I, like I said. I think that's the toughest. That was the toughest role in the whole film, and I think he nailed it down. So yeah. yeah so then when you see him in this movie, these movies, yeah. Yep. Uh, although he was good in this, you know, tell me when he walked in, all I could think of was why is this dude walking? Like you know, he like he's hearing a slow jam no one else can hear. You know, yo, yo, Mister, yo. I think he's over, overselling it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's probably <laughs> overacting a little bit. He needs to tone it down a little bit. But, um, well, he's like, there yo, was yo, that yo, scene where call you. Let me paint that wall for you. You know, you know Mr. Yeah. McCall, Let me, you know, what I'm saying I got to I got to hand some business real quick. Yo, let me. Ch- I'll charge you two fifty. <laughs> okay, bring out one one twenty five. Come on, man. Let me get, but then yo, he I'm gives him a copy of uh, Between the World and Me. I was like, you're really gonna give him some time that he's he coats. He's, he's gonna pass him some. Like he's gonna read that. Well, he's that dude, man. Okay, okay. Yes. That's what Denzel's powerful. Uh, good, well, for good for me. He, he plays the daddy. Yeah. He's the daddy figure. You know, he's like, he's come daddy does the daddy. Even if you remember one of my one of my personal favorites. Not just Denzel movies, but movies of all time. Remember the Titans. Yeah. He's got the whole scenes. Like, okay, you got your brothers on the team, and you got your daddy. Now who's your daddy? 
Come on, who, who's your daddy? You know me. Daddy. Who's your daddy? You know me. Daddy. Oh, <laughs> you know daddy. Too much. Um, well, okay, Pedro Pascal is the dude that played the big bad. In the, oh, you know what? Damn it. Pedro Pascal is the dude that plays another character in this picture. <laughs> I, I, I see him play a lot of different types of roles, and it usually devolves into the same type of, like, oh, uh, uh, kind of authoritative figure. Yeah. Uh, which is he, he, didn't, he didn't have the face. Yes, thank you. Yes, exactly. He didn't have the face, face for it. No, you know, it, it's like a weird combo of like he's someone's little brother. He should be but like, he's like the sixty years sidekick old. or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like some some, of, some guy that's in like your next cubicle. Yeah, he's, like he's, he's working under Nick Offerman, <laughs> yes. and he he doesn't. Oh no, correction. He's like Nick Offerman's boss, but he doesn't have like the backbone to, <laughs> to actually, actually give him orders. Give him to, yeah, to make him actually work. Yeah, or be productive in any way. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Um, that's a, that's, <laughs> sorry, I, dude. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but that's that's the career you're faced to should. <laughs> okay, well, Black Adam, tell him like it is. Uh-huh. All right, um, uh, Melissa Leo uh, was also another key figure in this. Yeah, I'm always conflicted with because she's done a lot that? of movies What's I've that? liked. I just don't know if I like her always. She plays some really horrible characters too. Mm-hmm. Melissa Leo, I remember well, she, she was, was, like, was, was likable in this. I, I, I really, yeah, her. no, she was great actually. And this mm-hmm. is she was she did well in this, but I'm saying her, I'm a little conflicted with her as an actress in general. All right. Well, you know what? Um, when it comes down to the story itself, this doesn't deviate too far from the first one. It um, paints Denzel in more of a um, he's like a hero for hire that no one paid for. Right. You know, it's like it's like it's like he's just randomly on these missions. Oh, he's like he's like, oh, he overheard she's having trouble. Let me just go and sort that out without you really asking. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like it's like, you know, I I was in the bathroom and someone in the next stall said they were having trouble with uh, with uh, with this thing. So I just went and like, <laughs> I was just waiting. It's just like, oh, yeah, you complained about them and they're really a, a jerk. It's like, yeah, it's my brother. I hate him. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I didn't want him dead. It's like, well, he's dead now. I didn't You're want him dead. <laughs> yeah. I, can't I complain to an Uber driver anymore oh. without him winding up dead or Lyft yeah, driver? Phone? Yeah. No, be careful who you speak to at the back of those cars, <laughs> I'm man. not talking to anybody. I'm not talking to my Lyft driver anymore. Oh, um, Especially, it's like, ah, you know, she's yeah. been bothering me. Yeah, she's really driving me crazy. Yeah. Takes all my money. Yeah, she, my fiance, she, it's she, like she's, she's making me talk to a stepmother. No, not just to, to a stepmother. That's <laughs> that, that backfired. Okay, that's your yeah, mother. It's yeah. like she's making me talk to uh, her mother-in-law. And I, yeah. uh, well, what it comes down to is the story is pretty much along the same lines as uh, the first movie just blown up to nth degree, uh-huh. and everything is taken like the next level. Denzel before was a guy who was like very uh, aware of the situation. He was good at analyzing uh, what might happen. He's got his little timer thing that he does. Yeah. In this one, he's a freaking superhero. He's just like picking out the future. He plays the Terminator and essentially. Stuff. Is what he yeah. does. It's like Denzel Washington plays the Terminator. And speaking of the Terminator, this thing was about as raw as the Terminator. They they yeah. have, they up the gore factor. He really of takes violence some, and gore. I, I did like part of it too because like you never seen Denzel be that like he seemed to enjoy it so much too i got a sense of i, I got mean a sense because of he has a reason like now too right. there's there's certain stuff he has a reason to kind of not yeah. always just he's good at it not, not i guess always. he takes so, pleasure in his work in this okay, one, okay. I think. what's the, what, tell me tell me the reason behind that 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 fake ass beard he has in the trailer that's in what's in one of the key scenes in this movie. The Assalamualaikum one. Yeah, it's just like he's 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 got. Okay, you've seen it in the trailer. If you watch the trailer for this movie, maybe the commercials. If you haven't, he's got. It's not a kufi. It's just like a the head covering joint there, mm-hmm. and he's got this like this ridiculous fake ass beard. Ridiculous. Like you can see the wisps on it. You can see like you can see like the brand name of the brush he cut this <laughs> cut these whiskers off of and like glued to his Is face. That a horse. Yeah. I don't even, yeah horse pelts. I don't even think they glued. They're like scotch taped to his face. <laughs> and, and and he's walking through. It's like okay, I guess in this scene he's trying to play like a Muslim guy or something. Yeah, someone, that's what he's someone, doing. someone who traditionally has like a big beard. And then the uh, the gangsters are, are you American? He's like, yes, yes, I am. He's like, what? then why are you wearing this? And why, why are you doing that? They don't know what you look like. They've never met it's you. So why do you have this? Yes, I'm American. This beard and glasses. 
It's like uh, leftover, it's, like uh, yeah, but clothes it's, from it's, that Malcolm X. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. You got the glass. got those thick glasses on. Sitting there, he's like, they didn't land on the Russian mob. Russian mob landed on us. Uh, that would have been the best thing ever. Yeah, but it's set up to illustrate what he does, and he gives people the, the choices, and you know, here's how it's gonna go down. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, it's just an enjoyable picture. If you like the first Equalizer, if you didn't. Then this is pretty much more of the same. That's what you're in for. If you like that, so, re, you know, revenge, vigilante, monster, just handing out justice. Yeah, if you, you know, like be, hand, handing out justice market. for no one that's directly wronged you, <laughs> right? You know, he's he's he's, he's a guardian angel. That's he what oversteps, he is. I think, maybe sometimes, but maybe sure. a little bit. Um, that scene, you know, they didn't show it in the movie, which bugged the crap out of me. If you were going in specifically jazzed for the scene where he was like, you ever watch Star Trek? Well, how's Mr. Spock do? Show me. Do you hand like Mr. Spock? He's trying to get him to do like the uh, like the, uh, yeah, the live, live long, long and prosper. prosper, and then he grabs the fingers and does the thing, and that's in the trailer. And I was like, oh, I want to see how that goes. Uh, it it's good, not man. in the movie. No. It's not in the movie. I was. Oh! That's it. Uh, yeah, that's on the cutting room floor somewhere. Uh, I was waiting for that scene. I'm sitting there in the theater, like, oh, this is where he does it. Okay, he's gonna do. It. He's gonna do it to this guy. He's gonna do it. Okay, fine. He didn't do that to these guys, but yo, that dude over there in the corner. Psh- Man, he he thought he was safe. Hide, look at him over there cowering. He's about to get hit. What you walking out the door that's for? That's like Wait essentially Whoa, going like. Back. That's essentially going. Yeah, look look at my thumb. Punch him in the face. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just like uh, the Denzel version. Yeah, of. but what it comes down to is, I still had a really good time watching this picture, man. I enjoyed Denzel's antics. I like that they stepped up um, his performance. I like that they gave him reason to. It it it, it felt like. Uh, it, fe- it felt like a sequel, but it didn't feel like a tacked-on sequel. This wasn't a quick cash grab. It feels like they gave him a reason to get back into this life. Right. You know, and I, uh, I will say, I've, I've got to say, the second half isn't perfect. You know, the second half of the first movie really got me. The second half of this one, I thought was a little boring, even though that's where a lot of it the action happens. a little on the second half, yeah. And I feel like that was because they really just tried to force in. <clears throat> this isn't just him getting revenge. This is him systematically going out of his way to set up traps and intricate details. Like, he's, he's, he's like playing mousetrap with these dudes somehow. Mm. You know, he's setting up, he's setting up these, these, these lethal um, Rube Goldberg devices. <laughs> It's like uh, during like, the hurricane. It's like Schwarzenegger when he's trying to fight the predator. Sets up like all the booby traps in the woods. And Pretty stuff. much, yeah. yeah he, dude, like, he goes to this. But town. there's no reason for this guy to do it. But kind of like yeah. the predator, you kind of need to. The predator, but he's got like circular saws coming out of like bread loaves and bakery. <laughs> yeah. You know, random stuff. The most random kills so, ever. It's, it's just like, like <laughs> how can we make them kill somebody in more exciting way? It's like yeah. a saw movie, but like it was. It was like he, yeah, he's man. having far too much fun killing these. <laughs> you know what? But, just I, I haven't really exercised this part of my killing, you know what I mean, <laughs> repertoire. Let me just uh, yeah, gotta let him know. Little. All right, sure. so I'll give it a thumbs up because I just enjoyed this. So the second half is it drags because it feels like they really tried to go get too elaborate with the kills. But when he when he finally when he finally get that payoff, you're like, okay, you know what? At least I got there and I like what happened. Mm. You know, they tried to gore it up, which I thought was unnecessary. But besides that, I like him being the um like the 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 positive male role model. For uh, for uh, for um, uh, Sanders' character got like seventy bodies on his on his list. Yeah, dude, he <laughs> walks in. He walks in to get this dude out of like a bad situation. He's messing with gang life, and and Denzel walks in. Yo, let's go, Miles. 
Let's go, Miles. He's like, yo, he walks into this room full of gangsters, all of them guns in hand. And they wet three dudes, like, right there, just bang. Yeah, yeah. they're like, who's this old-ass man? Yo, you about to get up out. And then they see, like, what, what he did to their boy out in the hallway. They're like, oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, you, you, oh, you that dude? Oh, you know what? Let me just, let me just. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to have offended you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> the first time they ever used the word to it. So yeah, it was like, that was that was kind of uh, cool. But I'm giving this a thumbs up. It's equalized at two. What do you think, my man? I, you know, I was. I think I'm going to give it a thumbs up as well. Okay, like, why not? Right, it's fun. You were on the fence. It felt like I that. was on the fence. You know what I mean? I, just, I can't be too critical. I guess it is what it is. You can't you know be too critical, dude. We're critics. That's what you do. I know, but like, I can't like fault it for the. It's it. It's this type of movie. That's what it's made for. So I'm not gonna, you know, it. I I just don't know. All right, I'll, I'm gonna I'll give get it a that. Up, uh, that's kind of a middling thumbs up, but you got it. It is, yeah. But all right, all right. You know what? I can't. I can't fault you. I'll stand by it. <laughs> you, all right, man. That, that, no, that that's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. All right. Well, now I want to move on to. Oh, so the movie's uh, Den. It's uh, Equalizer Two. It's actually in theaters right now, starring Denzel Washington, starring Liz Leo, uh, Pedro Pascal, Bill Pullman, uh, Ashton Sen- Bill Pullman, Bill Pullman. <laughs> Uh, Bill, still, oh man, uh, I, I recommend seeing it. Adam kind of recommends seeing it. It's a thumbs up on both counts. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, now let's talk about this movie um, called The Fader Girl. You actually didn't get to check this out. I didn't get to check this one. Oh out. man, I think you missed out because I uh, think I did. I know people understand a good grindhouse flick and appreciate, and no one understands that more than this gentleman sitting right next to me, Black Adam Willis. Mm, I do like me some Grindhouse. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the most grindhouse of Grindhouse because it's a movie <laughs> made on a shoestring budget uh-huh. that came out of uh, 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 the director and writer's pockets. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, like, the truest form of passion project because some cats who had like virtually nothing, they made a movie on, a, uh, on the cost of like a used car. Right. Of like a used car with a lot of mileage. You know, like an El Mariachi style. You uh, know what absolutely. I mean? Like this is how much money we got and we're going to make it work no matter what. Yep. And use like, you know, just random folks that they were able to acquire for cast and couldn't even afford to pay them. They took out an Indiegogo. This I, I thought was kind of cool. They took out an Indiegogo so they could actually pay the actors. Yeah. Yeah. And they got a, they got a good bit of change for it. They got about seven Gs for it. And I like the story for about- of like a racer head <laughs> when David Lynch was making that. And uh, mm-hmm. it was the actor who, who, who played the main character. He had that spiky hair and yeah. everything like that. But he didn't have that. Took- for, he didn't have that for the for the for the for the uh, for the show, for the uh, production. Well, he had it for the production, but it took so long for the movie to get made that he had to keep this hairstyle for like a year. <laughs> so, like, this guy's like going to his day job. He's got like his hair way up there, like that. Dedication. It. Yeah, it's dedication. Well, he's man. famous now. I don't think he got paid either. Yeah, well, he, he, got, he, got, he got work after for sure. I better have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the most he was famous in Twin Peaks and everything. So, well, you don't. Yeah. Jack okay. Man, well, yeah, you know, fans, yeah. yeah, we we differ on that because you're more of a Twin Peaks fan than I am. Sure. You know what sucks? Though I'm finding out like everyone is. Like, I'm I think like everyone is now because I think it's like in vogue to be probably so? a fan. I don't think, yeah. Okay, because I, I tried to watch it back in the day and it just didn't, didn't move me. And now I got a lot of friends that were really excited for the comeback. And I'm like, you know what? I don't hate all of David Lynch's stuff. Let me go. Let me let me go check it out again. Not your thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's mm, out still there. On. And I, I I got friends that invite me to like viewing parties at their place, and I'm like. I'll come to hang out, but yeah, let's see what's going on. Ten minutes in, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that to me a few times too. I'm like, like I can pretend I liked yeah. it a lot more than I did, but yeah, it's it's like, Yo, Pat, work. you're messing it up for the rest of us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Pat, can you just get your head off my shoulder? Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's a chair. It's not meant for two people. Uh, (laughs) All right, um, we're talking about The Theta Girl. This is an independent picture that actually hasn't come out yet. It comes out, oh, it premieres at San Diego Comic-Con later this month. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, listeners will be able to watch it for themselves on Vimeo 
uh, uh, towards the end of August or early September. It's called The Theta Girl. It's an independent picture, and the story is wild, man. The story is pretty much this girl who is a local drug dealer mm-hmm. uh, is being chased by some religious zealots. Which, you know. Yep, and then, dude, that's where the horror comes in. It's just like, okay, first of all, your hero is, is already a bad person. Right. You know, um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm a little hoarse. I don't know what's going on there. But, dude, she's just got rapport with everyone in this town because who doesn't know their local drug dealer? And she's uh, selling this new stuff, this new um, uh, yellow pill called Theta. Uh-huh. And this stuff is... I like the, the movies with the from. new drug. Yeah, the new yeah, drug. I mean, they're, they're moving that. It's like, whatever, it's like the usually. slow-mo from Dread or something okay, like yeah, that. Okay, you're right. I was going to say usually it doesn't work. Slow-mo was badass. Slow-mo was badass. Slow-mo worked for some really good visual effects. Yeah. I was going to call out um, uh, the, uh, the little contact lens-looking one from Limitless. Yeah. Yeah, Limitless was a great movie, and I'm like, yo, that is a drug. Where can I find that stuff? Yep. And I'll, I'll read up on it. It does not exist. It does I'm like, not come on, exist. man. I think everyone did that. I think that's why people like the movie. Like, <clears throat> oh, man, imagine. Yeah, imagine dude. Imagine getting it's, smart when you're not smart. It, it's like, <laughs> what's this drug do, man? It makes you high, and your nose bleed, and then you wake up three days later not knowing what happened, and you may be missing the kidney. Well, I don't want to take that. I'm mm, no, so well, I don't like it. Yeah, you can take this drug. What happens? Well, man, you do great and on on, on in stock market, and then you you know were able to actually improve your quality of life, and people you like can you. Speak and you're Spanish charismatic within and the day. Yeah, finish the book you've been working on. It made him. <laughs> uh, what was that movie with uh, with uh, with um, uh, John uh, John Travolta? What was it? Phenomenon. Yeah, when he well he got the he saw the flash in the sky and that yeah, was well yeah but i mean that was that it, it made it made you that guy yeah it, that is not theta. yeah but he couldn't move stuff with his brain either not not yet give it time that's just actually true yeah don't know uh, but no not theta so what theta does is theta gives you the ultimate of ultimate highs extra boosted to an exponential level mm-hmm. only take one though and in the movie one dude takes more than one and you just lose track of him for like a good 20 minutes in this picture he comes back like hey fellas i've come to kill you I mean, let's party! Like, what the? F- Whoa, no! <laughs> we got, we got questions, buddy. But no, it, it's a, it's a movie starring um, a bunch of unknowns. And uh, when I said passion project, I wasn't kidding because the acting in this is way, way, way varied. Uh, some people are actually pretty good. Some people are just like, have you ever seen any kind of performance? Have you and ever watched a movie before? Yeah. Yeah, this thing was wild, man. But you know what? Through all, it accomplished its goal. Like they made a, a, a movie and it gives hope to anyone who's ever uh, been an independent filmmaker thinking, you know what, man, this thing will never get off the ground. I'll never be able to get it shown. I'll never be able to get the budget. I'll never be. These dudes are two cats who came together and just did the damn thing. And we're reviewing it on a show. We are reviewing yeah. it on a show. Um, I actually kind of like the Theta Girl. You know, yeah. everything about this movie tells me beyond, I shouldn't, but beyond I beyond just the passion of making, you actually like the product as well. Well, I like the pro- I like the product because it's pretty much like the epitome of um, of uh, one of those grindhouse movies that's like deeply underground, and you can only see it like the uh, the seediest theaters yeah. at a certain time of night right. in bad neighborhoods, and you go just because like it's in a movie you can only see underground in the seediest theaters at a certain time of night. Mm-hmm. Um, think of the personification of everything. Uh, that was in the middle of um, of Planet Terror and uh, and uh, Death Proof. Mm-hmm. You know all those uh, trailers that they made. Uh, uh, that, that you know uh, uh, don't um, hobo with the shotgun. 
Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's why we're white meat and dark meat. We'll both be served. <laughs> I uh, remember that. Yeah. The, the Theta Girl could have been right in the middle of those. Yeah. You know. And yeah. Thing- no. But judging by the trailer and everything, we just kind of looked at it. it. Definitely looks like one of those gore fests. You know what I mean? Oh, like absolutely. Blood coming out of everywhere. Just hacking people's limbs off. Kind of disjointed story. Mm-hmm. Looks like something that you would watch and you're grind. You know, your feet literally sticking to the theater floor and. <laughs> That whole gross-out experience. Yeah, I get, I get what you're talking about. Well, one thing I really got was, uh, do they have any kind of concept of how much, uh, how many entrails and intestines are actually in the human body? <laughs> Seems to be a lot more, I think. Well, the killer in this movie has this has this penchant for like uh, 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 drawing out patterns with people's intestines. Ah. And they're yanking out like a good mile and a half of intestine to draw these intricate patterns in blood the on the ground. The guy's five foot six. There's no way he's got that much. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, where is that coming from? Yeah. Dude, My it was, intestines. It was over wild, two miles man. It was twisted. But I will also say that uh, the girl in this movie, I'm, 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 I'm hoping that the background of this is everybody in town loves her because everyone is way too tolerant of her abuse. <laughs> this movie's written like someone kills her friend and now she's on the warpath. But people she was tight with, she's now like pistol whipping. Like, you gonna take me to this? We gonna do this? I'm like, you realize this person likes you. Had you just like asked nicely, all the same stuff could have been accomplished without you burning these bridges. Sure. Yeah, I feel bad for the one brother in this too. It has like a one black dude <laughs> quota um, in this picture, and I feel like they they tried to have like a social message when uh, he when he makes his exit from the movie. Mm-hmm. And it kind of fell flat because they did it off camera and they did it during one of her freakouts. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, I, I think you were trying to go like a get out moment here. Instead, it, it ended up being, oh, I already threw it out there, like a hobo with a shotgun moment where it's like, oh, no, not even. It's like, uh, remember in RoboCop when the one dude, <clears throat> uh, when the one friend, well, the friend, uh, the one bad guy uh, got, got got hit by the mutagen and started like mutating into that like oh thing if everyone knows it's one of the greatest car. scenes ever these yeah well the get whole, off me man well the intention there was supposed to be like well you know what no one is safe because even your people will turn on you when become when it, when it gets to that time this was one of those where it's like mm, it, mm. it does not pay to help out the uh, protagonist no yeah <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I'm trying to look up the stars of this picture real quick because I saw them earlier does it have an IMDb written. page uh, it does indeed uh, I can go there now because the IMDb prepared, premiered last um, uh, uh, 20, 2017 but no one's been able to see the movie yet mm-hmm. uh, so I can uh, okay Victoria Eliza that's who played Gase okay. uh, she's the um, the uh, Gacy uh, she's the lead character of this and everything else is just like blank pictures because it stars the <laughs> yeah, girl, no one's the one, done anything. Yeah. the girl, her friends band, uh, the the, uh, the opposing band, the homeless guy, the religious zealots, and then the rest. The rest of the cast is random people at an orgy. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not faulting it for that. I'm just trying to paint a picture of how grindhousey this is because this is something that I would see it rotten to the core. Or any of the um, or any of the uh, the uh, the nights at Bra- at the Brattle Theater. Yeah, all these are trash nights. Yeah, yeah, these are independent theaters here at Boston where you just watch like you know B movie schlock. Uh, Z movie, yeah, yeah, really? and and I, I, I re- it took me a while to realize. At first, I was like, "What is this crap? Oh, this is awful." And then I realized, "No, this is all on purpose." 
right. yo, the the the, uh, the Theta Girl is is going for all this because like they they're making a grindhouse picture. This is supposed to have that epic that epic reaction of wow, that death was gross. Yeah, it's kind wow, of like that the, drug trip was crazy. The ungovernable wow, film guys we've had on here a few times. Yeah, stuff, kind of you know what? The same I think kind if, of trauma esque uh, way about it. Yeah. You know what, man? I I just realized something. I should have asked your boy Paul to like check this out and see if like we could get him on the um on the review because he sure. makes these these kinds of movies as yep. a living. Yep. Haunting think, Holocaust, things like that. Yeah. You know, this, is these, just, this is just this is the kind of movie that they would make. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or, or fully, you know, endorse baking. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, and I'm really impressed with um, not the acting, uh, <laughs> really not the writing, but I'm really impressed with the the filmmaking itself because everything about this. Um, did you ever study Mondo uh, Mondo Carne films? Yeah. Okay, everything about this was essentially a Mondo, a Monte Carney type film. Yeah, where you can see movie gore, movie blood, movie splatter, and it looks a certain way. Where it's like everything is like you know, uh, you've got the uh, the deep red syrup. Yeah, all over the place, and blood looks like uh, uh, almost burgundy. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the image we've come to take as. Oh, I guess that's what like actual raw. You know, uh, gore looks like, and that's like no. no, that's movie stuff. Yeah, what what it really looks Mondo like is when you is see like, the Mondo, like like original stuff like that was like actually killing like animals and things yeah. like that, and like actual brutality, mm-hmm. but not human. So you can exactly. kind of get away and with it. That stuff looks so very different, right? And that's exactly what it looked like in the Theta Girl. Yes, yeah. So I was like, dude, that 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 is that is gross. That's heavy, yeah. And I cannot turn away. Right, it's one of those was, things. Like, I didn't like any Mondo film I've ever watched, <laughs> but you know, something about it, you're like, oh my god, is yeah. that? It looks too real. Well, ah, the Mondo films it's themselves like blurs are, the line. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah, what it's made to do. Well, the Mondo films are are mentally at that visceral reaction, and I got a visceral reaction watching this. So, well, well then it, it was effective, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, the movie's called The Theta Girl. It's not available yet. If you go into San Diego Comic Con, you can actually check it out for yourself. If you um, manage to get in that hall, uh, besides <laughs> that, you'll be able to check it if out. You want to get in that hall? Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> dude, I imagine anyone who's listening to this uh, is more than likely in uh, to um, to uh, uh, the making films. the attempt. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm 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 definitely I'll, I would San Diego Comic Con is something you do once and never again. Right. Uh, and I did that once, and dude, I'm not a crowd person. Even New York Comic Con is a bit much for me. No, I hear you, man. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah, yep, that smell. I can't. You're not. You're not, you're not out. You're not the, doing that again. The smell is the one thing that stands out. <laughs> yes. yeah. With crowds like that, trapped in one place in a hot climate. That's yeah, our, that's man, our audience, on. man. Those are our people. So I, I mean, I don't want to be around a thousand at once. Uh, you know, you know what? That's fair. Okay, you know, a little trapped goes a in a small room. Like, sure, we can all get along, but <laughs> yeah, moderation is key. <laughs> exactly. That's, what all I'm right. that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Not passing any judgment. Just all right. The movie's The Theta Girl, starring um, Victoria Elizabeth uh, by Christopher Beckel and David Axe. It's uh, going to be available on Vimeo um, in late, late, late August or early September. Keep an eye out for it. It's getting a lot of press. It's going to get more after San Diego Comic Con. You'll get a lot more actual views too, and they may release some stuff online. Mm. Also, if you look into it, they've got a trailer. Uh, for a um, uh, what do you call it? For like a part two, and uh, not 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 excuse me, not a part two uh, for their next film, a okay. sequel. Like these guys are going like we have that much faith in the production, and the part two looks just as schlock and grindhouse as stick, uh, as stick the to what you know, so, man. Maybe yeah. you can get some uh, better actors. Who knows? 
<laughs> Who knows? Uh, you know what? That that would that would have been choice. It looks like it's starring most of the same people. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah, um, whatever works for them. I yeah, guess. it's the theater girl. I'm giving this a thumbs up, but I'm also like, it, it, I was ready to give this a thumbs down. Of course, you it were. took me a while to realize what this was, and the fact that everything's on purpose is what makes me give this a thumbs up. Sure. It's just genius. It's like hobo with a shotgun. You know? Well, seriously, dude. When I first saw uh, Mariachi, before like I knew what it was. I'm like, why is this or like, like how cheap it was made yeah. and like the patch money? Yeah, man. Yeah. I had no idea, and I'm like, oh, this is crappy. And then I gave it, I gave it ten minutes. I'm like, yo, this is dope. This, this is, is it. This yeah. is it. Yeah. So the theater girl is one of those ones. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie, man. I was very against it in that first few minutes, and then I realized, oh, that's what this is. And then, oh, oh, that 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 poor old man. There is no way. He has 175 feet of entrail, just like you know, kicking it in his in his in his abdomen. But okay, go ahead. Know, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's the Theta Girl. Um, I highly recommend checking it. I recommend checking it out. I won't say highly, just yeah. We'll see how that sequel pans. Out. Sure. That second one there pans yeah. out. Yep. Whew. It's hard to like talk about a movie without like spoiling. When that whole movie, like the only way I can really, I can really like you know espouse the effect it has is to just like Stick. spoil every scene. I really yeah, wish you yeah, got the chance to see it. Like anytime you review anything like uh, Star Wars, or you like that, like I want to tell you exactly what happens to this. And yes, there's so much I can't the say. The girl is on par like with Star Wars. Is what you're getting. To, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like the review. You know what I mean? There's only this much you can talk about without going over the line. Yeah, it's you know tough, I mean? dude. Yeah, it gives you like a very small little window. Yeah. Of, uh, you know. All right. Well, speaking of something I have no problem spoiling the entirety of, yep. uh, let's talk about Supermansion. Um, <clears throat> The Summer Vacation Special. Yes. And now, this is a show I have never really actually checked <clears throat> out, but they're doing the special, I, you know, and the show's being picked up on Crackle. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, so. This is an Adult Swim show. Yep. Um, a show uh, a show that uh, I'd say was well-received on Adult Swim. It's one of the, um, it's one of the, uh, the, the Seth Green uh, produced yeah. shows. Yeah, and I mean, it's got some very famous voices behind it, too. Absolutely. It's got Brian Cranston. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key. Keegan-Michael Key. Uh, there's a couple other really popular guys. Yep, in there uh, well. Your boy Jay Farrell. Yeah. My boy Jay Farrell. Your boy Jay Farrell. And I say my boy Jay Farrell because if you remember the story I told a couple years ago, uh, you probably don't, but it was one of the first <clears throat> uh, New York Comic Cons I was I was covering for this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, back when I, it was one of my first times going not as just a patron, but as an actual like journalist. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's not just like I could go take in what I want, then go back to the hotel room and relax. I had interviews to keep up with. I had panels to attend. You know, I had to try to make like three screenings back to back of things I wasn't crazy about seeing but had to report on. And it was just like at the end of the longest day, we, uh, I and a couple of friends uh, were trying to find some place to go eat and just get some food in our systems and decompress. And... I come across this uh, this hungry young comic on you know when you go when you, anyway you go down Forty Second Street in New York, mm. uh, you're immediately accosted by young comics. Hey man, come see my show. Come to this night at Blank. You know uh, we got a special. You bring in like two for one and stuff. They just want to get people in the in the clubs because that's how they make the money and they're struggling. But this cat just caught me at the wrong time, on the wrong day, and I feel so bad because I went off on this dude. <laughs> and the thing is, and I, I kept taking it back to like, yo, man, how you you should know better than you come up. I mean, I'm a tired. The day I've had, I, I, I want to punch you in the face. And I'm sorry because I realized that you're just a young man trying to, you know, get your hustle on. And I hope you make it. I hope you end up on SNL or, you know, getting comedy specials. I hope you become the biggest thing ever. But for now, you'll forget you, man, because I want to oh, be cool. You lucky. Uh. And I went off on him for like five minutes. And I've never felt so bad about it in my life. Mm. But. And, he made but, it out all right. Yeah, because that like <laughs> I, I think it was like a year and a half later. Who do I see on SNL? Yep. 
yeah, this dude here, man. So he made good. Uh, yeah, but he made all it right. was yeah, but <laughs> it, it felt so crappy doing that to him. And I, but I'm like, and I acknowledge I don't in think the moment that was the first time it's happened to him. I, you know, oh, so. I, I, I hope it was, man. I, it was like in the moment. I'm like, yo, you are, you are the asshole right now. But I, but you can't stop yourself. No, you're. I, not. I, it's like, it's like I was just there, and I'm like apologizing at the same time. I'm cussing him out. And it was <laughs> that's a always a good a good sign for you're probably not doing the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> probably I'm apologizing is. while I'm actually well, doing the thing. We're talking about him doing voices now on Adult Swim shows. Mm-hmm. Doing he does a great he does a great Barack Obama. He does a great Barack Obama, and that's mm-hmm. actually one of the the highlights of this particular episode Absolutely. here, which I didn't really uh, enjoy fully. You know, it's not doesn't seem like my thing. Yeah, I'm afraid to say if anyone's place. unfamiliar with unfamiliar with um, Supermansion. It's a show that, um, on paper, should be right up my alley. It's, yeah, a, it's no, a show it about superheroes of various generations. Of mm-hmm. it's uh, their takes on existing heroes with a more like adult sense uh, sensibility and sense of humor. And I'm like, dude, that that's that's it's got media. the shark that looks like Thanos. It's, <laughs> it's got all that. It's got the shark. But, it's got the, but the they, Catwoman all allegory. All these characters, yeah, they arrive uh, on this island and they're there. And then all of a sudden, there's this robot trying to get somebody's trying to sell it timeshares. Yeah, this it other was... guy's like trying to lead up this USO show. One guy's just trying to enjoy his vacation and be as cheap as possible. <laughs> Anyway, that character, obviously the leader, voiced by Brian Cranston, yes. gets mixed up with Barack Obama because mm-hmm. Barack Obama's obviously buying him drinks and yep, putting Barack on his Obama tab. randomly in this place, but, you know, that worked for it. Supermansion's a story of a bunch of heroes who live together and interact with each other uh, in kind of like a, uh, almost like a real world situation. It's like if, um, uh, if, that, uh, if that Comedy Central show drawn together. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a little more uh, had a little more common sense and uh, was went went less went for the disgusting gag, but not much less. Not much less. Yeah. Not much less. Uh, and Supermansion has um, I don't know. It's 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 got a more cynical view of uh, of these superheroes and their world. Yeah, it just and, wasn't that funny. It, yeah, that, that's it, the yeah, thing. I've tried to watch the show on several occasions. Um, it just it just didn't pull me in, which is unfortunate because when I'm trying to give the review, I want to remain 100 percent objective. So I went into this with like fresh eyes. I'm like, maybe this will be different. Maybe this won't be so much like the show and I'll actually have a good time. And the only part of this that I found enjoyable was the interactions with Barack Obama. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a bummer, man. I, I, I hate to bring down animation. I've, been, I've loved Seth Green, much of Seth Green's work. Uh, over the years, I remember this dude in Airborne. He's just that guy with like the uh, the uh, the Lois Griffin haircut, you know, uh, trying to be cool. <laughs> and 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 uh, he's come a long way since then. It's like Will Wheaton. We remember him as the little as the uh, weird little child Stand actor. Stand by me. Yeah, and now he's like a legit. And now he's 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 actually doing good things as an adult, you know. But this is one of those ones where it just like misses all the way. Um, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm hard pressed to give any like interesting details about the about the actual events in this because it honestly kind of uh, fell flat comedy wise and story wise because the story is uh, one of the <clears throat> should be one of the heroes uh, invites everyone else on a uh, vacation because he knows it's not paid it's not it, the money's not coming out of his pocket it's coming out of old dudes there hence why he's so damn cheap and this other cat's wasting all his money. Yeah. And everyone else, there's like uh, the story, the uh, B, the B, C, and D stories are all throwaway. There's the story with uh, Obama, and then everything else that's just kind of like an afterthought. And yeah, it feels like it was like written a, as an afterthought. Like I said, there's a shark that looks like Thanos, but he's trying to get his medallion around his neck, and that way he can control all the 
sea creatures and basically take mm. over. At the same time, they're trying. There's an Aquaman allegory who's trying to um, who's trying to who uh, they use to try to introduce uh, the uh, uh, the Catwoman allegory yep. um, into a sense of like real danger. Because once her life is uh, at risk and she has that near-death experience, uh, it'll improve her quality of living. It's a weird setup and that nothing is ever really uh, clearly explained. Mm-hmm. And then it feels like everything was written in a rush. The Barack, Barack Obama stuff is, is funny. And then everything it feels like that was the A story and everything else was written in like, oh, man, I forgot to study for the test. Let me uh, rush and write this uh, before um uh before the test uh on on the bus ride to school you know stuff like that Mm. it feels like everything else was rushed and they really just kind of cranked this out for the purpose of getting something different out yeah you know i made a comparison online which made me realize how truly old i am uh there was the um uh it's it's the uh, i'm I'm crackling a bit it's the problem with the mic cord yeah just keep hitting the wires don't have the wire um, but what was I saying? Uh, it seemed it, it was a Tiny Toons reference. Tiny Toon Adventure was a popular Adventure, cartoon yeah. in the '90s. Then they did this um, this uh, this summer vacation special, which no one asked for. They didn't really need. It didn't really help much. Didn't add to the story. It was just an extra bit that felt like a cash grab. This would feel like a cash grab if there was cash to be had here. It just feels like an extra story to something that they didn't really have any any solid ideas for behind a reason to get Barack Obama in. They could have just been an episode. I think this they just the, really like Jay Farrow's impression of Barack Obama, and they're like, oh, let's just try to incorporate that in some You know what I but, do, too, and it was the saving grace of this mess. And it really was. So, yeah, yeah I, I will take away, that was funny. That was funny. The I rest think is, it was because we both miss Obama. Absolutely. <laughs> so, right. anyway, anyway, we can kind of, and I like him as, like, this weird, like, superhero. Yeah. Too, Come back, that's Barry. Because that's what he, he kind of is. That, and that, that constant, like, oh, Michelle, 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 and tries to act normal, <laughs> and then she likes to go, see you up in the room, baby. And then he goes, like, let's have eight more drinks. And yeah, you know, Michelle Obama does not stand for that. No. Yes. No, but you can tell he's the guy busting at the seams wanting to party with everybody else. But, yeah. yeah, for Jay Farrow and his Barack Obama impression, I would say check this out. But for every everything else, it's a thumbs down. This is an absolute thumbs down. A Super Mansion, the summer vacation special. I feel like it'll be the premiere for the new season. Uh, uh, premiering on Crackle, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but um, I got I got to give the it a pass. The only other thing I remember Crackle doing was uh, Joe Dirt Two. No, Crackle's doing big things now. Crackle's I know, but the, that's the first time I heard of him was like Joe Dare too. I was like, what the hell is Crackle? I like, yeah, premiering oh, on Crackle. I will indoctrinate you, my friend. It is a whole bevy of crap. Yeah, well, you, there you, you go. Yeah. I have enough crap that I can watch. I don't need another one, to be honest. All with right, me. well, going out on that low note, this has been The Geek Down here on WMF Radio. I want to thank you all for joining us. If you were just listening on WMFRadio.com, you can also watch us most weeks on uh, twitch.tv slash thegeekdown. Unfortunately, uh, Johnny had a uh, bit of trouble and wasn't able to get it, get in and get us on that tip tonight. But... Uh, I'll see if I can get the uh, copy out the Facebook Live, and then we'll post that up, and then you can actually see our smiling faces on uh, twitch.tv slash thegeekdown. And also, if you want to catch the archives, you can hear us at SoundCloud. We're on uh, iTunes. Like and subscribe. Do leave a review. Let us know what's going down. And as always, find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. Stalk the hell out of us. Instagram. We are all over the mother. And you can go to geek-down.com for all the social media links, all the content on uh, the individual members. If you like anything you heard on this show, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com and let us know what's going down. Until next week, I want to thank Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I want to thank, uh, what was it this week, TNA Tom? TNA Tom. I want to thank TNA Tom. Woo! Mm-hmm. I want to thank you fine listeners for joining us. And you can catch us every Monday night right here. Same bat time, same bat channel. But until then, be excellent to each other. Peace. Before I became a patient of Temesco Wellness, I'd worry when my cannabis supply was running low. I need cannabis to live pain-free.
Temescal Wellness is expanding its network in Massachusetts with a care center in Hudson and two new centers in Framingham and Pittsfield opening soon. Our friendly, professional staff connects with patients to understand their medical conditions and help them choose the cannabis products that provide the most symptom relief. I just called the number on their website and a Temesco wellness specialist walked me through applying for the Massachusetts Medical Marijuana Program. Once I was approved, I went to the center in Hudson. Not only did they have my favorite strain, they recommended a low-dose edible that's helped with sustained symptom relief. Our testing and production facility in Worcester means the quality of the products we cultivate for our Massachusetts patients is controlled and monitored by Temesco Wellness from seed to display. And we apply the same rigorous standards to the third-party retail products we carry. Temesco Wellness took all the stress out of getting the cannabis products I rely on. Visit ma.temescowellness.com to learn more and get connected to the Massachusetts Medical Cannabis Program. Mesco Wellness, quality cannabis for a better quality of life.